few realize their opinion of the world is also a confession of their character. So when I'm out here like talking about the evil, the malevolence of statism, like I have good intentions, I think in my heart, be like, hey guys, here's the truth of what's yeah. going on. Like, let's do something about it. But maybe there's some confession of character that's coming out of that too. Like things I haven't dealt with. Unresolved personal blemishes, I think as Preston Pish put it yeah. one time. Yeah. And, but going into Bitcoin, this has all been like part of that Bitcoin journey. It's like you see yourself differently over time and you're like, uh, hopefully spiraling upward. That's the ego death. Yeah. Right. That is, that, that is what's, ha that is when it's because it forces you to come to these conclusions. Hey everybody, welcome to the What Is Money Show. I am thrilled to have you here joining me on my mission to help shine light on the corruption of money. Now, if this is your first time listening to the What Is Money Show, I strongly recommend that you go back to episodes one through nine first, which lays a lot of the groundwork for many of the concepts that we explore on the show. These first nine episodes are my series with Michael Saylor and thousands of people have told me that this is the best podcast series they've ever heard hands down, and that it was instrumental to their understanding of money and Bitcoin. So if you're looking to start a deep dive into the nature of money, I don't think there's any place better that you can start other than episode one of this show. Now, a little bit about this show and how it makes money. The What Is Money show is 100% sponsor-based. So all of our revenues are derived from direct sponsorships. And I strive to be very selective about the sponsors that I work with, specifically only using sponsors that I use personally, and also choosing sponsors that have values which are well aligned to the values expressed on this show, such as freedom, education, self-sovereignty, etc. So what I'm gonna do now is a few ad reads right at the top of the show, and then I'll do a few more ad reads in the middle. And I hope you'll take the time to listen to them, as again, these are hand-selected sponsors, and I think you'll like what they have to offer. Today's podcast is brought to you by In Wolf's Clothing. Wolf is the world's first startup accelerator program focused exclusively on the Bitcoin Lightning Network. Four times per year, Wolf brings teams from around the world to New York City to work with like-minded entrepreneurs, pushing the boundaries of what is possible with Bitcoin and Lightning. The program is designed to help early stage companies achieve product market fit, develop their brand, secure early stage funding, and grow businesses that help fuel the global adoption of Bitcoin. So go to Wolf nyc.com today to apply for the program or learn more again that is wolf nyc.com jeff booth welcome back to the what is money show <laughs> thank you robert great to be here so great to have you again uh great to have you in person we're in jackson hole wyoming for the bitcoin ski summit and today we're having a real fireside chat yeah, awesome uh, <laughs> so for the audio listeners if you hear any snap crackle or pop that is the fire beside us um you probably don't need any introduction. You've been on this show, I'd say almost, if you count each episode of the series, we're at like 10 public episodes together. Um, you are a brilliant author, thinker, and most recently the GP of Ego Death Capital. Um, what are you guys doing at Ego Death? Maybe we could just start there before we jump into the, the big um, stuff. We see an opportunity um, to build um, the ecosystem on, Bit on Bitcoin on the rails on top of Bitcoin mm -hmm. um, that's just emerging and really and and 
build that faster and create um, tons of opportunity as Bitcoin accelerates around the world and uh, mm. layer two, layer three solutions that now for a long time you couldn't invest uh, in, in Bitcoin and build uh, applications on top. Mm. That's changed now, but the world still thinks in the it hasn't. And so that pr pr produces an asymmetric value mm -hmm. creation um, that you're, we're literally, we think we're literally building into a new peer-to-peer -peer decentralized internet mm -hmm. and with more profound implications than the internet itself. Mm. And we're early in that cycle. So can't, I actually cannot believe we get to, and I also cannot believe that, um, there aren't more, more VCs or more money chasing this opportunity because mm. when you see the opportunity, it's staggering. Yeah, I guess it's a testament to how early we are, right? Yeah. So there's, so you're a Bitcoin focused VC. That's right. Right. And yeah. there's only less than a dozen of those, I think in the world, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's super, super cool. Why ego death? <laughs> um, a lot of people think just because they've seen me on podcasts and everything else, it was m me coming up with the name. <laughs> it wasn't. It was my co-founders, uh, Andy and Nico, okay. who came up with the name. But it just describes, I think, what happens in Bitcoin. And it just, it, what happens to people who really understand that the protocol is bigger than them. Mm-hmm. And, and what this does for the transition, the phase transition that humanity's in from one system to another system. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it, I think it perfectly describes that, but again, it wasn't me. I wish I could, <laughs> it wasn't me who came up. With well, it. you exemplify it well, so that maybe that's why people think that. And, um, we're just going to go straight into the deep end here, yeah. uh, as is kind of the style yeah. when you and I talk, <laughs> um, as we were just talking offline, the. I mean, the entire current socioeconomic system, right, that's premised on fiat, um, I think there's a good argument to be made that it's a giant lie, right? It's the, if I look at it from an economic standpoint, it seems to be premised on this fallacy that you can consume before you produce. And like, you know, basic economics 101, right? Like you have to grow the plant or the tree before you can consume the berries or grow the animal before you can consume it. Production always precedes consumption, yet fiat currency tries to invert the whole thing, right? It's we're taking on more and more debt to consume before we produce, and then we're trying to print money to inflate away that debt or externalize the cost of it. And um, I mean, you were making the great point that even, like it's one thing to identify that and say, okay, this is a lie, I don't think it works, but you made a good point that even those that have identified that as a lie can perhaps mistakenly empower that lie by, you know, quote unquote, yelling at it, whatever that means, attacking it or trying to denigrate it, call it out, whatever. And um, I guess you're advocating that we should instead focus our energies and attention on building the alternative rather than trying to, and this, didn't Buckminster Fuller say something like this, that you, you have to allocate your energies toward building the new, not destroying yeah. the old, yeah. to progress, something like that. Um. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it because it was, it's what struck me is like, if that's true, if we're right about this, then we're like living through this humanity level self-deception, right? That the, the, the paradigm of the world is we can consume before we produce and just print money ad infinitum. Yep. And obviously that seems to be falling apart before our eyes. Yeah. And let's just, it, it, it let's, 
attack that from a different way, but it's the same thing I, I, I explored in the book, mm. right? The, um, but today there, we sit on, call it $400 trillion of global debt. Mm. And if you paid back a, a trillion dollars, a dollar per second, it'd take you 32,000 odd years to pay back um, a, a trillion dollars. So the debt is already insolvent, mm. right? And let's just s stop there. And if anybody wanted, so there's no possible way that the debt can re be repaid back. That's mathematically. It's mathematically. Yeah. Especially if technology is making things cheaper. Right. It, that would make the debt more expensive in real terms. Right. So it has, as things like the iPhone camera eradicates the need for Kodak mm -hmm. film, things get cheaper. As technology drives things cheaper, that would technically make the debt more expensive and harder to pay back. Right. 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 So it gets, it, it explodes in real terms. Yeah. So that entire thing, system that we live in and we measure entire, not just social economic, we measure our lives in, we, our families or everything because we try to gain enough money to be able to live for our, fa uh, for our families and we measure other people by it and everything mm -hmm. else. The entire thing is unrepayable. And, and we don't want to face that fact. Right. Hard yeah. truth. It's the, the hard truth. Mm. So we allow inside that system, others to manipulate money at an ever increasing rate to be able to pretend we live in a safe system. Right. And so, and, and, and that has to be, that has to get exponentially worse. Yeah. Um, just because we won't face that, that fact. And no government can face that fact. And actually no person can face that fact from that system. It cannot be solved from the system. No person, you could change faces on, yeah. on the system, but the system is unrepairable from the system. Right. And so, and just think, think through some of the implications. Um, implications are you will vote for somebody who tells you that they can give you more money for nothing. Uh-huh. Right. Right. You will not, if somebody so, told you the truth that said your real wages are going to go, your real wages are going to go up, mm -hmm. but your fiat wages are going to come down next year mm -hmm. because you're going to get a real gain, but your, it means your wages are going to come down because prices are going to fall faster right. than your, uh, your, uh, your wages mm -hmm. uh, uh, fall. Um, you wouldn't vote for that person. You'd think they were crazy. Right. Right. Because we're so used to empowering a system. Mm -hmm that says, we're gonna, we'll give you more raise. We'll give you more money to you. We'll give more money to you. We'll give more. And that money comes with a massive cost. Yeah. That is actually making the entire world more unstable yeah. as, as, you, as, as you drive that. And it's consolidating. It's, it's transferring all of the productivity gains that should be flowing to society into the hands of very few. Yeah. And so it ends in a very dystopian world. Right. If you lived in a world where, where, where because there, it ends in a dystopian world because you can't have individual rights and freedoms under a system that looks like that. Right. Because the system has to take them to be able to perpetrate that at an ever increasing right. rate. Right. So you don't live, so we believe we live in a democracy. We believe we have rule of law, but money is superordinate to a, to mm -hmm. rule of law. Mm -hmm. And so if money is broken, laws get changed to, to the favor of who accesses the money. Yes. And, and so, so that is the system we live in. And, and then what, what you were saying is because of our insecurity in that system and the greater and greater insecurity in that system, 
we we give it more power. We yell at that system. We divide from each other. Right. We say it must be that person's fault. Right. We want to ascribe not a system problem. We want to ascribe a person problem right. to that system. And we go in these small little groups right. that are all yelling and making the system stronger. We march on Wall Street. We say 2008, everyone marches on Wall Street. All the exact same people at the top of the uh, at social economic ladder are still in power today. Right. And we forget. All right. And it goes on and it gets worse and worse. We we have proxy wars and we same people creating them and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And we 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 constantly lean in. And even for those that understand Bitcoin mm -hmm. and and have moved out of that system, they spend too much time out there yelling <laughs> at that system. And and empowering that system only makes it stronger. Right. Because most people don't know that we're in a system change from a right. uh, from a system that base that is, is already insolvent, that only exists because of our of our our willingness to allow others to manipulate money. Uh -huh. They and they get so mad at that, with no fix, uh -huh. they yell at it. And so, so in fact, this ties into ego death and starting the, the venture, uh, uh, company, I realized I control my time. Mm -hmm. I control all of it. Mm -hmm. I can, I can either spend my time talking about what's bad in the world mm -hmm. and, and, or I can spend all of my time, um, living in the world and, 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 and building to the people building the future of the world mm -hmm. that I want to see. Yeah. And my time matters. Yeah. And as does every single other person listening to this podcast, your time matters too. Right. And so, so you just ask yourself if you're measuring your fiat world, trying to make more money in that world yeah. and 99% of your time is there. And then you've just taken a little bit of Bitcoin and said, hopefully it goes up. Yeah. What you're actually doing is reinforcing the world that you do not want to see. You're spending your time actually 99% of your time. Right. Is reinforcing a world that's actually going to have staggering bad implications. Through your attention and your energy and your work. Yeah. And, and it'll make you mad. Yeah. It'll make you inside that world. It's going to, it's going to drive you to the same thing that is chaotic inside that world. Right. It's going to dr drive you apart from other pe people and, and inside this new world that's emerging, that's based on truth. It's, you'll. If you spent more time, if you actually move your time over to this new system and learn what's happening and t and, and see the opportunities in it, you'll spend your time with people who are building on truth, hope, and abundance. Right, right, right. And and your world will change as a matter of uh, of that. In fact, I think that's actually also what creates um, the dichotomy that mm -hmm. the people say Bitcoin's almost like a religion. Uh huh. Right. Because it's so profound once you start to see right. the, to the people in this, you want to spend more time with really great people who are building, building a really great future yeah. that matters for all of us. And, and that can feel to somebody who doesn't know it. It can look religious. It, 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 it can look religious yeah. or it can look like, what are these people? Like, and, and, and if you're, if you're inside that world, it's also easy to not have empathy. Sure. For the people who've not seen it yet. Yeah. It's easier to say, think, it's easier to believe that you always knew it. Right. When five years ago, six years ago, three years ago, you had no idea. Yeah. Right. 
yeah. you were exactly living in oh, yeah. the other world, in, in the other reality, and you had no idea. One hundred percent. It's it is, and so many things coming up from here. Um, someone said this to me earlier on this trip. Like the truth will set you free, but first it has to piss you off. <laughs> and um, I felt like that's kind of been the experience of getting into Bitcoin. Like, which it's been a little strange because I read the Creature from Jekyll Island before Bitcoin, so I got really pissed off at that point. Yeah. I like saw central banking through the lens of the author, but it's a great book on central really banking and. Comment. I was very pissed off, but I didn't, there was no answer. There was yeah. nothing to do about it at that time. And then fast forward, like getting into Bitcoin, some like it, it is inspiring changes in people's lives, right? Like you can almost tell if someone's really into Bitcoin or not, just by kind of how they carry themselves. And so in that way, I guess it is religious in a way. Like we do, I could see how an outside observer would perceive us as being part of a cult because we talk about this thing like it solves all the problems. You just don't understand it yet. You haven't seen the light. We all kind of, we, we, we jive well. I mean, I, the, so when you say it like that, then it sounds like a coach or, yeah. or when you say have fun saying poor or turn tune out, yeah. then, then it does. And because people miss the depth mm -hmm. of it actually does solve those problems, right. but they don't know how they can't connect to how it solves the problems. Yes. And so, so, so the, how it does takes a long time to understand right. all of the wiring, essentially, if you just said, um, the emergent complex nature of behavior in society, mm -hmm. all of society was based on theft or inflation, which is theft. Mm -hmm. And you, you agreed, we, we had a societal bond that said it's okay right, to have theft at the base layer of all money. Not only is it okay, it's required. It's required. Yeah. Right? And everybody, it was everybody in the world said, okay, that's required. Then the emergent nature, the complex nature of society would just be a mere reflection right. of that theft. Yeah. And then you have to ask yourself who would win and who would lose as a result of that. Mm -hmm. and, and if you were better at it, wouldn't right. you win, win more? Yeah. And, and, and uh, as hard as that is to say, Right. Yeah. Because we live in most people's time is 99% or hundred percent inside yeah. this world. It's hard. You can see the mirror reflection of society. Yes. Just to just mirroring that back and everybody yelling yeah. at different, different images of that reflection, not yes. yeah. back at them. Um, and then, and conversely on Bitcoin, what would the mirror image of society look like? All it is. Built it's, on it's, work. It, it's, it, 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 it's an open decentralized ledger that nobody can stop, right? Yeah. On, based on proof and work. So yeah. it's just truth. It makes theft right. unprofitable. And, and, yeah. and so, so, and so when you remove that manipulation or theft from a system, you have to consequently ask what would the emergent complex behavior of society right. look like right. based on truth? Yeah. And, 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 and that's that's a profound implication because it changes everything. Yeah, it literally changes everything right. because it changes the incentives, and it changes and and it allows the productivity gains from society that we are all uh, that we are all part of. Yeah, to flow to everybody instead of be concentrated in few. Right. Um. It it, it profoundly changes everything. So if we let me ask you this: Did we get ourselves into this mess? Because it seems like 
I think it was the author Gary North where I originally heard this, but humans like to try and get something for nothing. Now this can be good or bad, right? To be moral or immoral. Good would be the entrepreneurial path, right? I've got a problem. I want to solve it in a more efficient way. And then once I figure that out, that tool or that service, I can sell that to other people and let them solve it in a more efficient way. So it's kind of like being cleverly lazy almost. Like obviously you're working to solve the problem, but you're doing it to scratch your own itch, so to speak. So you're getting something for nothing, right? You're getting productivity gains. You know, you can dig a lot more holes per hour with a shovel than you can your hands, something like that. The other path though is getting something for nothing just by taking. So is it is it this universal proclivity for humans to seek something for nothing that got us into this weird mess where we're like, we thought we could print money to solve economic crises. Like, oh, there's a problem. Let's just print money. It doesn't require a lot of work. And then over time that becomes institutionalized. And now I, I think you see it in culture, right? Like people, like money and wealth is demonized because they have a zero sum mentality about it. Like for me to get money, I have to take money from someone but that's not how economics works, right? Yeah. If you collaborate and you coordinate your actions, you actually produce more wealth per person. Yeah. It's positive sum, not zero sum. So I'm just, is that kind of the the cardinal economic sin that got us into this mess? I I don't think so. I think uh, what 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 I think it is is our ability to delude ourselves in the name of helping others. Hmm. I think it's a it's it's a one. So if you said people on top of this system today could easily tell themselves a lie saying, if we don't do this, people are going to starve. We have wow. to do it. We So so I'm righteous to be able to do this, and I'm the one that should be able to help. I think it's our collective ability to delude ourselves. So you think even all the way to the top, it's like, a, it's like the pinnacle of self-deception then, because these are people... Pinnacle of self-deception. Hurting even, the most people. Even, thinking if you knew, even if you knew the root cause of the problem... And there's no way to solve it from your existing paradigm. Yeah. And you, all of your wealth and power and influence comes from that paradigm. Then then you would more easily delude yourself to say, yeah. I have to be the one who solves this. Wow. Um, it, it, so it, and it just reinforces. And it reinforces because, because people want to matter to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, so I think it's just, I think it's that, but if you just, if you, if you kind of play this forward throughout time and why Bitcoin is change, mm-hmm. uh, changes this, you probably talked about this many times, probably with me too, but, uh, but if you actually had something that, cause money is superordinate to laws, mm-hmm. right? And, and, but, but we put in laws in place, Magna Carta, mm-hmm. Constitution, mm-hmm. Bill of Rights, different things, laws in place to essentially protect us, our individuals from the state, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And by doing that, the states that did that had more productivity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that because now people could act, right? Property rights, yeah. they could act and they could create more wealth that would flow to society. Yeah. And, and so, and, and typically, authoritarian governments that collected it all and didn't allow that right suffered yes right so when you had rule of law um and 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 rights to individuals yeah. you had faster growth economies yes. and, for, and but over time because money is superordinate to that process people with money change the laws right and you lose over time the same thing that protected Mm-hmm. The, those people because the only way that you can fight the law is have enough money 
to right, lobby right, right. everything else. So those laws get whittled away over time. Right. And the laws don't protect the people at the bottom. Right. The laws protect the people at the top. Of course. Right. No. And so so what that says, and if it didn't look like that, then 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 the areas with most broken money would have the strongest laws. Mm-hmm protecting people right right <laughs> right so, but you can see the opposite uh, uh, in the world you can see that so now you say in the u.s or where are we on that axis of broken money and we know it has to be more and more broken over mm-hmm. time and that means we know laws have to be eroded and we have to remove individual rights and freedoms over mm-hmm. time it has to get worse out of that system what, what would that look like now if you go back in time um, all through all of these cycles that have cha- uh, changed, we had to do that. And then what what it turned out is, if you could control money, mm-hmm. what that if you could control the gold, if you could tra- mm-hmm. control m- money, if you could centralize money through gold or anything else, if you could control money, then you had a win at society's loss. Mm-hmm. Right? right, and it was such a power that. You went to war to control money, right? Right. You went to you change money, and, and the new and and then when you reset it, you re, we promise we won't abuse money again, right? Right. Right. And right, it right. just repeats over time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so, and and then you add to that, winners write mm-hmm. the history books. Mm-hmm. So if what we're saying is true, then all of the books you and I read, and all of the history throughout time on all of these different standards around money. Mm-hmm must be fundamentally carry errors right right because they were they were designed with that error code in them and winners write the history books right right wow so we must be looking through that error of what happened here what happened here what we didn't see because winners write the history books (laughs) yeah what we didn't see in that whole whole thing and bitcoin removing through decentralization and and trust so we don't need the institution yeah and putting it in our hands the first time in history that that actually can um, can change the future. It's brilliant. It's it's a it's a unalterable history that can't be rewritten can. by the political winners. Through right? proof, proof of work and right. the longest chain. Yeah. Um. You have you have a forward from two thousand nine that unalterable. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that it gets stronger and stronger and more decentralized and more secure over time. Right. And it the rails of future civilization will rely on on something that's based on truth. Wow. Now I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, iCoin Technology. iCoin has just released a sleek new hardware wallet. It looks like a mini iPhone, a little touch screen and camera on it. Uh, the device has no Wi-Fi, no cellular connection no GPS. It's a strictly physically cold hardware wallet. Uh, like I said, it's got a high res three inch touch screen. It's got a camera for air gapping the wallet. Uh, it's got optional Bluetooth compatibility and it's a really a, a brand new UI UX experience for a hardware wallet, making it very accessible, easy to use, not intimidating. And as we always talk about on this show, the only way you can truly own your Bitcoin is by having it in self-custody. So you need a device like iCoin Wallet to truly own your Bitcoin. Go to iCoinTechnology.com today and use promo code BITCOIN23 for 30% off of this new sleek hardware wallet. Now I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, Ledin. Ledin lets you do more with your digital assets. For instance, Ledin offers a B2X loan product that lets you leverage your existing Bitcoin to buy even more Bitcoin. 
Or you can also get traditional Bitcoin collateralized U.S. dollar loans through Ledin as well. Ledin also offers both Bitcoin and USDC denominated savings accounts, letting you generate yield on your digital assets. Recently, Ledin has launched a Bitcoin mortgage product as well that lets you use Bitcoin to buy a home or finance one that you already own. So go to Ledin.io, that's L-E-D-N.io today to sign up. It's amazing. You know, I I hear what you're saying. The There are other people that have shared their perspectives that I think what you're saying is that we have a tendency to delude ourselves that our actions are for the greater good, whatever it is. And this could be at any level, right? Yeah. Even at the level of uh, central bank shareholder or governor, they think they need to print money to help the world. And maybe they actually believe that in their heart of hearts. Do you think there's any room though for, I mean, other people have s- strong views the other way, thinking that, no, there is like, there's a cohort of people in the world that intergenerationally want to control other people. Like that's more of the globalist elitist view. And I know, and I, I have to really thank you actually for when you, in our series, you talked about the us versus them. And this is not a useful dichotomy because ultimately we are just one species sharing one planet. Like everything affects everything else. You can't say good guys, bad guys. We're all connected. So is there any room in that, in your view there, for that intergenerational sociopathy or whatever that is? So, of course. And 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 and, and I haven't said this on a lot of podcasts mm. because somehow um, some people may think in my view of the world mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm pretending that that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be further from the truth. Mm. It's a strategy to make that irrelevant because mm. because they have no power over me zero mm-hmm. if i don't believe and i don't move and if i give them power over me by saying it's them right then that much power if the, if you're talking about those, those those people and there are terrible people in this world mm-hmm. that manipulate others mm-hmm. terrible people sociopaths mm-hmm. and there always has been mm-hmm. it's a tiny fraction of the world but mm-hmm. yes maybe there maybe many of them are in that but it but if i if those people control the media waves let's mm-hmm. just say they control the information mm-hmm. they control it through wef they control and all of the the and and most of the people even going to the conferences were delusional themselves and mm-hmm. they were helping mm-hmm. through that delusion. And I talked about them as a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Most people in the world would tune me up. Or be alienated. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I would give them more power. Right. And so... So so this is a conscious strategy for conscious, allocating your attention. A conscious strategy for allocating my attention. Right, okay. And I... And... 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 and because because they can't do anything about this protocol. Mm-hmm. If right. there's a they, there's nothing can they, they can do about right. this protocol. And the and and the the later that they're on, the better. The, the better. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So back to that. The, the the truth will set you free. But first, it has to piss you off. My own journey. Um, I found myself with a lot of vitriol toward statism right like the most evil enterprise in the world i don't try to single out any individuals kind of like you i try to think a little bit deeper like as i said in the talk earlier i think humans are kind of like 
their characters are the emergent properties of the incentive structures they're in. So people are going to do whatever is profitable to them, whether that's violence or whether that's like charity work, right? Whatever, maybe not charity work, but something productive. And so I think Bitcoin, like the big change is that we're changing out the incentive landscape and that's what gets more goodness, more productivity in the world, more peace. But now, like hearing you say this, I'm like, oh, well, I think maybe I've erred in my ways that I've pointed negative attention at the state. I'm yelling at the state or statism. Is that an absolute? Is that something you think people should just like not even call out? Because it's, I, I mean, I guess I see some benefit in it that some people don't understand the problem in the world. So you're like helping them clarify, yeah. like this is the problem and here's what fixes it. So I guess what I would say is, I hold no domain over some, what somebody else should or shouldn't do. Yeah. They should do whatever they should think is right. right. I hold domain over what I, I do. Right. Okay. And my mirror reflection of my reality is really great. Mm -hmm. Right. Friends, family, love, Mm -hmm. connection, business. It's just really great. Like I've almost feel bad saying how great because it just is such a, and so, I choose what I want to do mm-hmm. and then I measure back on what I'm doing. Is it producing the return in my life that I want? Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah, sure. Somebody else wants to pr- choose a different return and it's giving them exactly what they want. Yeah. They should do it. Right. Yeah. But, I, I, but, but, but what ends up happening, what ends up happening if I tie further with that delusional aspect, mm-hmm. people actually don't typically see what's blocking them from success. Right. And they're feeding back into a machine, and they think that they're they're uh, they they think they're having success, and they're they're moving further and further away from the very success that they want. Right. And I feel like I don't know, maybe this metamorphosis is still taking place in myself. But I felt basically angry after reading the creature from Jekyll Island, and then this work in Bitcoin has been kind of a an outlet for that anger. It's like help people see the problem so we can resolve it. But there does come a point where maybe it crosses a threshold of utility that it's no, it's not as useful as it once was, if it ever was perhaps. And, and anger is a prerequisite. If you're at a lower level of uh, consciousness, mm-hmm. if you're at apathy, mm-hmm. right, then you just don't care. Right. If you're at, at, at resolution to the, the yeah. um, then, then an anger is, a level of consciousness that actually can inspire mm-hmm. if you don't just stay there right can inspire you to move to a higher level of consciousness yes right right but if, if and and if you're below that level if you're if you're in apathy if, if, in your, your apathy you won't do what you did read learn what does this look we yeah. could create a podcast to teach others yeah. i can create a whole bunch of wealth and move to a higher level yes along and on the way of you moving to a higher level of understanding you move you past anger move, move past anger right okay move into love move into yeah. move into acceptance move into a whole bunch of other things that now you start to see the world and that view of your world which was this exact same world uh-huh. right yeah just a different yeah. viewpoint right. from your lo- your level to someone else's level yeah is actually your growth right and and in that number of people you could touch as a result of that, right. that growth. No, that's very encouraging to hear that actually. Um, I, I've seen like recently Alex Fudsky, who we both know, he's yeah. kind of going through something too. He's like, hey, look, I just have seen how angry I've been over the past few years and now I'm trying to 
grow out of it or grow beyond it. And and I do want to work towards love. Like this quote, I think I shared it with you earlier, but it hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase this. I don't even know who said it. Someone can fact check me, but this quote that few realize their opinion of the world is also a confession of their character. Yeah. So when I'm out here like talking about the evil, the malevolence of statism, like I have good intentions, I think in my heart, be like, Hey guys, here's the truth of what's yeah. going on. Like, let's do something about yeah. it. But maybe there's some confession of character that's coming out of that too. Like things I haven't dealt with. Um, unresolved personal blemishes, I think is Preston Pish put it yeah. one time. Yeah. And, but going into Bitcoin, this has all been like part of that Bitcoin journey. It's like you see yourself differently over time and you're like, uh, hopefully spiraling upward. That's the ego death. Yeah. Right. That is, that, that is what's, ha that is when it is, because it forces you to come to these conclusions. Mm -hmm. By the way, seeing it in myself, I've said this on numerous podcasts, probably yours too. So sorry for anybody that <laughs> has to hear this again, but it, it is, it's so, it's been so profound in me. Right. That, that that I am hoping other people see it. But when I see people in the world, everyone I see, I literally see them walking around with a sign on their forehead. The sign on their forehead, everyone else can read what's stopping them from success. Right. And cause, because we can easily see what's, what's stopping, like in a two minute conversation, we can see what's stopping somebody else from success. They don't see the world like you see the world, and they're reinforcing that worldview. Um, and they, but they believe it, and it's true, true for them. And we can, and and I can pick up. I, I've just become really attuned at picking that up everywhere because I've been attuned to picking it up in myself. Right. And because and and I had to ask myself, and I used this um, before, but it just and it's not just one archetype, but just mm -hmm. let's say the the victim. Mm -hmm. right? The victim walks around wanting love, attention, or belonging, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And what do they do? They try to get belonging by being a victim. Mm -hmm. And the first time it works and everybody says you matter. Mm. And that, that drug, that dopamine rush to mm. I matter. The attention. That attention, yeah. that I make a difference. They use the tool to try to create it. Mm. And, and that then more and more people move away. And then they're left isolated. They're pushing the very thing that was all around them everywhere. Yeah. Love was all around them all the time. Yeah. And they're pushing it away. And then they typically double down because they really believe in, in, their, in their version it's true because everybody's moving away and they don't yeah. have that belonging anymore. And they double down and try to create more drama to try to bring people back. Right. And as they do that, that cycle pushes people further and further away. Right. right. And they are living in a manifestation of their reality that they created a hundred percent. Wow. And so if you can see that in other people, mm -hmm. I had to, but, but they can't, and they really can't. Um, and worse than most people, all of their friends that we're talking, they talk behind their back mm -hmm. and they don't ever tell them. Right. Mm -hmm. And they spend all of their time wasting their time talking about other people. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> I, and, and I, I got to thinking, Wait, if that's happening everywhere, and I can see these signs, different signs on different people, and and they're doing this, and they're 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 pushing away the very thing that they want, then I must be too, right? What's on my sign that nobody will tell me, huh. right? And what is and and what would be my way to be able to to constantly hold it in focus so mm -hmm. I can fix it, 
mm-hmm. instead of uh, m- uh, myself. And, and that is, uh, when I saw that, I realized that some of the things I was doing were about the same thing. Right. Ego, attention, needing yeah. to matter, yeah. and everything else. And I realized, if I do those less, if I don't care about those things, yeah. and or try to work those out, yeah. that abundance is just natural. It's, it's going to flow to you. It's a, yeah, exactly. That's a great point because you never, it's not like, I mean, ego death might be too strong of a term because it's always with you, right? Like the saber tooth tiger jumps through the window, we're probably going to run because we. I, I think that's different. I think, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's different. That fighter. Okay. Fight so you, disin, you disentangle then like self-preservation from ego. Yeah, totally. E- okay. E- yeah. Uh, to me, uh, to me, ego is the self needing to matter. When you look at a, when you look at a photo of you and your friends, You'll focus on yourself first. Ah, do like a social do, human do, setting. Exactly. Do I look? Do I matter? Do okay. I? Look? And and so our attention is on us inside our mind. We, all these people all around us all the time right. that are all inside their own mind. Right. We're inside our own mind, and we think about ourselves ninety nine percent of the time, telling ourselves these stories. Telling yes. us how do we show up? How do we gain more attention? Right. Did the, did what I say on this podcast matter? Did did yes. did, did, did those people? Am I getting more views? And it's so, and, and, and we, we lose ourselves in that. Yes. That we think we're doing it. And as more people, let's use anger for an example. If I created a little community where I yelled at those very same people we just mm-hmm. talked about and a whole bunch of people would come into that community and tell me I was right. Mm-hmm. And it would feel right. like love. Right. It would feel like belonging. Yeah. If I never had that community before and it would feel, and I would want to do more and more with it. And from doing that, I, I might not necessarily, but I might push the things away that I want most. Right. Right. There are many people, he potentially even in Bitcoin yeah, could push away many of their other friends mm-hmm. by making Bitcoin because it's such a priority in their life. They can't allow somebody else to see it. So they're now. I'm not saying that's good or bad. Everybody right, has right. their own, sure. own choice. But I'm still very good friends with a lot of friends of mine that I've been friends with for, since I was five. Yeah. That still don't understand Bitcoin. Yeah. Right. It doesn't make them bad people. Right. Right. I just have a different view. I want them to understand. Yes. <laughs> so so. The more you de-emphasize the focus self. on your own egoic self, the richer or, or more viewpoints or perspectives you're getting on yourself from authentic relations with others. Like seeing yourself through the eyes of others and gives you a higher resolution depiction of yourself in the world. And if you, a really simple hack is, is this, and, and uh, you know, I'll say this, virtually everyone listening to your podcast will find it almost impossible to do. Mm-hmm. And if you do it, um, will will increase your increase your time mm-hmm. and energy uh, by by a fact by a factor of a hundred. Never talk about anyone behind their back unless mm-hmm. you're saying great things. All right. Never, because you choose everybody in your uh, your relationship. Right. You choose everyone. So if you're going to talk, if you're going to spend time with them, and you can't say the thing to them, and right. No one else. Don't spend time with them. Okay, that's good because me and my buddies like to talk smack to each other. Exactly. So as long as I can say it to their face, exactly. it's okay. <laughs> but but, that, but but that's it, and you can yeah. and, and you can and you say but but and 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 this and the same thing. But all of that wasted energy. Yes. Because if it's true that we can't see you with the sign on our forehead, right? Then our friends 
should turn around our sign. Yes. Um, that, that's what friendship should what be friend, defined. That's by. what friendship should be yeah. defined. With. Yeah. And when you do th- when you do that, and you have rich, rich uh, uh, friendships, when you uh, when your friends are your family, and family of your friends, and, and yeah. vice versa, it's the, these deeper connections that take you to a higher level too. Oh, that's brilliant. It's beautiful. It reminds me of Peterson talks about outsourcing your sanity to those around you. Yeah. It's like you have blind spots, so you need people to check you yeah. when you're veering off the path. I feel compelled to ask you about this. So we've been touching on anger on and off. And um, one of perhaps the guiding light in my life that has been most useful is um, and happened through Bitcoin actually is trying to discipline myself in the ways of Christ. And I don't even exactly know what that means yet. I'm just trying to emulate. I'm really just trying to read a lot about Christ and his life. And I'm trying to emulate what, how he acted in the world. And it's been good for me in a lot of ways. There's one time in the Bible where Christ uses anger. I don't know if, I don't know if anger is the right word, but he uses coercion, he uses force. And that's uh, when he drove the money changers out of the temple. And one of the pastors that I saw described righteous anger as that which is directed at resolution. So I'm just, I know anger is something you clearly don't want, but as you said earlier, it is one step above apathy. So I guess it's good relatively in that sense. Is there any righteous anger that you think is necessary for resolving for things in the world for me no but i do recognize uh but i do recognize its power over others because mm. if you can if you can if, if you can harness that mm-hmm. in a whole bunch of people you can overthrow a different group of people hmm. right so you can you can use that and and many a lot of people in the world would be stuck in in, in uh, that and you could use that mm. uh, as as influence i feel like maybe it's been more of an energizer to writing or it's like you see something in the world you're frustrated with and i'm a frustratable person so maybe this is like this might be a character flaw too i don't know but i get frustrated by something and i'm like oh, i want to move towards that and help try to resolve it somehow oh, so for me i'm this I, I'm i guess that is influence over people though because when you're trying to write you're trying to yeah yeah and and again why are you trying to what is the real reason you're trying to write what is not the reason you're saying you're trying to write i mean i hope it's to get closer to truth but probably what it really is at the bottom of that whether and that's not a bad thing mm-hmm. is i want to matter huh i want to matter for all these other people who say you changed my life and love and belonging. Yeah, love and belonging. Yeah. At the highest order, that's why you do it. Right. Um, that's why we do everything. That's why you do everything. Yeah. It, it, that, that is superordinate to all the other things, and, and yeah. you're, you're doing it to serve that. And if a whole bunch of people reinforce you for doing it, if, if everyone said, you suck at this, you're terrible, you're over and over, that, that, that was where it was your response, and you mm-hmm. were making a difference, you wouldn't write. Hmm. And because people say you make a difference, and you make it an, a profound difference in people's lives, mm-hmm. You write more. Mm-hmm. And now the question to you is, um, do I do it just for that? And is it moving me away from other things I want? Because mm-hmm. you could easily delude yourself sure. and say, I'm going to do it all the time and I'm going to t- 
take all that time away from my family. Right. And I'm doing it for my family. Right, 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 right. The work you're not actually, exactly. Yeah. When you're actually not doing it for your family, you're doing it for yourself. You're doing yeah. it for that love and belonging. And then when, when your wife would get mad at you for doing that, she would not be showing you love and belonging. Right. And she would move further away. Gotcha. And so, and so, and that's why, I mean, we get trapped in these and we delude ourselves that I'm doing it for a bigger reason mm -hmm. because of our, our self-deception and we're doing it to feed our ego. Where does fear fit into this? Because if we do everything for love and belonging, I'm confused because people can also act out of fear. I think fiat is often acting out of fear, right? You're either, either you're imposing fiat on someone, do this or else I'll hurt you because you're scared if they don't do the thing that you're not going to get the thing you want. And then people that comply with fiat do it out of fear, right? Like, yeah, it is so, there's a lot of people don't, that don't leave their job. Right. Because... Um, you could say fear, but what is it underneath that, that fear? They don't matter to the family. They didn't, they didn't deliver a good life or a vacation or X to Y to, to uh, their, their, their family. If you actually realize that how much you could actually do, what, the, the, what your life could look like for, for me, I, I, if I just lived in a tent with people I lo loved or, or around me and it, I was camping all the time, I had my guitar and the, I actually don't need very much. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I, I choose to do that, mm -hmm. but I don't actually need very much to have everything I already, I already have it. Mm -hmm. I already, I, 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 and, and that gratitude every day for all the things I have, it, you, you end up with more, more of the things that you, you uh, it just continues on. So in, inside that fear often is the same thing. Right. Is it love and belonging? Is it same the same reason and why do you write? Right, right. It's, it, 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 it's it, it's inside that and it's holding and people call it fear, but inside that it's probably something deeper. Is there an opposite to love? Then I always thought of fear as kind of an opposite to love, hate. Um, but uh, but uh, but but I I I really believe and and people could push back on this, but. It, when I see all of the kind of incentives around the world and the highest level of incentive, when, you know, before we were on this podcast, we were talking about two ways up the mountain, mm -hmm. right? That spiritual journey up uh, top of the mountain, the, um, or if you said quantum physics up the mountain mm -hmm. and everything else. And, and, and at the top of the mountain, it's totally unified. Mm -hmm. right? I think actually at the base of all religions is is that unification mm -hmm. too? It's such a high level understanding mm -hmm. of of that, but it could easily be ascribed to a person, mm -hmm. right? Right. right, when, right. Because when people show up like that in, in in your life, they make you feel so good. Mm -hmm. It's just this energy. It's this connect mm -hmm. connection of energy, and it's not about them, mm -hmm. right? It's a and and so if you had that connection of energy. With and and somebody made you kind of made it feel really good. It would be easy to ascribe that connection of energy yes. to them, right? Instead of, or or their teaching of your interpretation of their teaching, uh -huh. rather than what it actually was. It was in all of us, right? Right. Yeah. Well, this reminds me of um, I can't remember who said this, but society starts to fall apart when we begin confusing the principle of sovereignty with the current sovereign. Right. 
right? It's like the king or whoever it was is whoever the leader is is meant to embody that principle. Yep. But when you start mistaking that embodiment for like that's the guy that needs to run everything forever, bingo. That's it's that's totalitarianism. Really, yeah, that's a really great way to. Yeah. Is. Wow. Now I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, CrowdHealth. CrowdHealth is a Bitcoin-enabled alternative to legacy health insurance. Now let's face it. Legacy health insurance is an absolute scam. Nobody can explain this better than the legendary comedian, Chris Rock. Insurance. You got to have some insurance. You got to. There's an insurance. They shouldn't even call it insurance. They should just call it in case shit. Like I give a company some money in case shit happens. Now, if shit don't happen, shouldn't I get my money back? So with CrowdHealth, instead of just paying premiums that you'll never see again, you can hold part of this pool of savings in dollars and in Bitcoin through CrowdHealth. And when you have a health event, you can draw against this pool of communal savings. So go to joincrowdhealth.com slash breedlove to learn more or sign up. Now I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, Wasabi Wallet. Wasabi lets you use Bitcoin privately while still maintaining full control over your money. Specifically, Wasabi Wallet is an open source, non-custodial wallet with privacy built in by default. By using Wasabi, you're effectively putting the private back in private property. Wasabi Wallet is an easy to use privacy wallet that can support any amount of Bitcoin transactions. So go to wasabiwallet.io today to download the state-of-the-art wallet software. Now I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, Bitcoin Conference 2023. This three-day event will be held May 18th through 20th in Miami Beach. Uh, This is gonna be the biggest event of the year, as it always is. And the past two years in Miami have simply been amazing. Uh, Day one's industry day, days two and three are going to be open to general admission. And I'd say this is a great place to go and network with Bitcoiners or even look for a job. Uh, Just a really all around great experience. There's a fantastic speaker lineup, including Michael Saylor, Zoltan Pozar, Lynn Alden, Alex Gladstein, many others. And last year we did a 10 million sats giveaway for this event, and we're going to do it again this year. So to get discounted tickets and enter for a chance to win 10 million sats, go to b.tc slash conference and use code BREEDLOVE. Now I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, Element. Element is a delicious electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. Element contains the ideal electrolyte ratio. It's got 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. Element has no junk. It's got no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS at all. Element is perfectly suited for people that are on a keto, low-carb, or paleo diet. And as someone that eats a very heavy meat diet and does a lot of intermittent fasting, I simply love this stuff. So go to drinkelement.com slash breedlove. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash breedlove and make sure to get a free sample pack with your first purchase. Now I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, Casa. Casa makes it simple to buy and secure your Bitcoin without wondering whether you're doing it right. Specifically, Casa provides a multi-key custody solution, which is by far the most secure way to custody your Bitcoin. 
Now, when I talk about Bitcoin being theft-proof money or inviolable private property, a multi-key custody model is exactly what I am talking about. Using multiple keys lets you maintain full control of your Bitcoin while also giving you redundancy in case you lose one of the keys. It's also the best way to secure your Bitcoin for inheritance planning purposes. So go to keys.casa, that's C-A-S-A, today to sign up and use discount code BREEDLOVE. So, lo- okay, love. We got to go to love then because that's what we. That's the reason we're acting, right? It's the motivator of all action, love and belonging. So we say the word love in English and it's just lumped all together. But uh, I learned this through John Bravaki, actually who's been on the show. The ancient Greeks had many words for love. Uh, I know three of them. I think they have several more, but uh, one was eros, where we get words like erotic. Yeah. It's consumptive love. It's not just sexual in nature. It could also be consumptive, like I love the potato chips yep. or whatever the thing is. Um, so you you want to consume the thing that you have eros for. Another form of love is philia, which is reciprocal engagement. So friendship and romantic partnership, right? I want to get to know you more deeply such that you can know me more deeply and then I can know you more. And like it's this ongoing reciprocal opening type of love. You don't want to eat your friends typically. Yeah. You want to get to know them more deeply and you know bond with them. And then the third one, which is um, captured in largely in the Christian ethos, which is agape, right? And that is the the total selfless love that a parent has for their child. Like when you yeah. you first bring home the, the child from the hospital, the infant, there's not even philia. There's not even reciprocity, right? They're basically an inert yeah. lump, yeah, 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 yeah. sleeping and <laughs> crying. Yeah, yeah, crying. And um, yet the love you feel towards that yeah. person is overwhelming. Um, probably the strongest feeling I think humans can have. When you say action is motivated by love and belonging, I, I just want to like decompose the word love a little bit. Like, what does it mean to you? How do you, when you say that? Yeah. What, what, which, which version of love are you invoking? For me, I feel like it's more of a spiritual connection to, to, to everything. Mm. And, and so it, it takes some of those things, uh, but, it, but it, and, uh, and maybe it, it's it's hard to describe what that looks like because depending on what your view of right let, let's say let's say you were a victim mm-hmm. right what i'm saying here you wouldn't be able to 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 see it on the same you would it wouldn't mean the same to you mm-hmm. if you were angry right mm-hmm. you would probably reinforce what you thought you meant what i meant from your picture mm-hmm. versus my picture it's hard to even describe kind of that that picture but what i'd just say is that energy connection with people mm. that when i'm when when i i literally ser- I, I want the best for them and how it shows up in 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 our our venture fund and and i and i don't want to make this about the venture fund but how it shows up with mm-hmm. in venture fund is i would never invest in a company why well, i didn't love the founder hmm. i might be wrong i might make a mistake i might make a mistake on the business i might make anything else but even if the business had really great opportunity and I didn't have that connection that I could have mm. that relationship, mm. I wouldn't invest. I wouldn't invest. 
because I need to feel like I could say anything and mm. they could say anything to me mm. to get to a connection where I actually could, I can actually help instead of, because the only reason I would do it is to try to advance it, mm. not for money. <laughs> right, right, right. For, for, because, because when you, when you try to advance it for your gain of money, mm-hmm. you typically create a tension mm-hmm. between, be, between, uh, an entrepreneur and, and yourself mm-hmm. that you're doing it for a different reason. Mm-hmm. If you're actually al- aligned, now, you, now the entrepreneur can actually hear the things, the same things that you might've made a mistake on in your life 20 years ago. And you'd made the same, they can hear it because they, because it's from here. <laughs> huh. Right. Oh, well. And when it's from there, you can just like your what you say with your friends that so you'll tell them the truth. Yeah. When it's from there, you can make incredible change, right. and it magnifies, and you collect more and more people around you right. that are all like that. Here's a here's a different. I saw this through YPO event uh, one time, uh, and and I, and I thought this describes in a different way some of the stuff that I see the world uh, in in first. So the uh, uh, a pyramid, mm-hmm. right? Of of how do you get to trust, or how do you get to that level mm-hmm. in a in a relationship? And typically, what you have to do is show vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Most people they're up here. All of these relationships are about an inch deep, a mile yeah. wide, yeah. and they don't have depth of uh, relationships. Yeah. What? How you doing? Killing it, killing it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not like you're wanting to walk by everybody on the street and tell them your deepest pain. Sure, but. But for the people in your life that you want to actually develop, you you need to show vulnerability. Yeah. And they have a choice every time you show vulnerability. Somebody has to go first. Yeah, right. They have a choice to go up a level. Yeah, and say I'm out, or down a level and meet you. Yeah. And as you go down to that level, you these people at the bottom of the pyramid that 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 you'd say, and that's typically for some people it might be one, it might be five relationships. Mm-hmm. That even if twenty years could go by, and and those people are rock solid. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. You know who they are forever. And and what what I superimposed on that is, is kind of how society works. And you'll go through that relationship in a in school mm-hmm. or a war in a, your military unit mm-hmm. or or some other unit or business that's mm-hmm. fighting it out. And you saw the people who stuck, and then they um, and then they stuck forever. And you saw the people that were expelled right. from that yeah. and you you just know and i thought could you just do that all the time could you create a world where it looked like that all the time and invert the pyramid hmm. by just going first always going first, always going first wow. and then listening yeah to who meets you and who huh. meets you and so what i find in my life and what's given tremendous value is the number of people from for me you're one of them who's here yeah. Right, <laughs> but yeah. that that I really care uh, about uh, about you, and if I think about some of the other Bitcoiners in this community, I really care yeah. because we're here. <laughs> yeah. and 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 that builds a ton of value because it's a, just an a, immense group of people that gets mm-hmm. bigger and bigger and bigger mm-hmm. that are just really brilliant people. You're gonna make me cry, Joe. <laughs> um, yeah, man the the feeling. I guess first of all, it seems like so you're prioritizing authentic human engagement above any worldly material gain in your business, in your life, et cetera. Yeah. But that somehow is really related closely to truth too, right? Because yeah, you I could want, care less about money. 
Right. And I have, it feels like I have an abundance of it because I could care less about it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The thi- yeah. That which you can do without you own. So I think Knut told me that. Yeah. Um, but, but it's that authentic human engagement is there's a, you're able to gain closer proximity to truth through those relationships, right? Because you have people that will call you on your own bullshit yeah. and you'll do it for them. And together you can accomplish more than you could alone, something yeah. like that. So love and truth seem really closely. Yeah. And maybe that's and, why. And, and I could easily delude myself too. Yeah. So I'm constantly on the awareness and these people around me, I ask them to hold me yeah. to, that I don't let it go to my head. I'm not bigger, say in Bitcoin, I'm one voice in this, in mm. this. And when we, people say we are all Satoshi, mm. that's how I think. Yes. I do not think I am any better, any worse, anything else than anybody in this ecosystem. One node in the network. One node in the network. Yeah. Just one node in the uh, uh, network that brings this abundance, truth to society. Yeah. And so I'm very happy to be a node. Yeah. I'm very happy to be able to be a node with all of those other people. And I'd yeah. love that, that that's the world that's being created. I love it too. Uh, I guess in the sense of philia, like I want to keep yeah. in, like it, Bitcoin draws you into this engagement with the community and the people, like the quality of Bitcoiners on like multiple dimensions is what makes me so, I'm already unbelievably bullish on Bitcoin doing my own self-study, which is kind of yeah. how this whole thing started. But now getting integrated into the community, you're like, oh, wait, these are other people that have approached it through their own perspective. They're brilliant in their own way, all different walks of life, all converging on the same conclusion. All getting stronger, more yes. decentralized, more people. Yes. Strong, better date, all truthful. Getting That's why this is literally unstoppable. It's unstoppable right. because it's us. Right. It is the best in us described into a network that brings the best to all of us. Yes. That's it. Okay. <laughs> and I feel that tremendously at these Bitcoin live events, like this yep. event, like it's just, it's the most enjoyable cultural experience I've ever had in my life being a Bitcoiner. Yep. And maybe it's just for us nerds that we're a little bit, I'm, I'm naturally introverted. I, I have good friends pre Bitcoin. They're still good friends, et cetera. But there's something about this cultural experience. It's just effortless to me. I, I really appreciate that. What is it about Bitcoin Twitter that's so opposite? It's like we... I don't think it is. We we go... Well, it seems like if you're outside looking in, if you've never been to a Bitcoin event and you look at Bitcoin Twitter, you're like, oh my God, these people like really go at each other and everyone else hard. But then you come to a Bitcoin event, everyone's like, it's a love fest. So, so what's going on? So there? for me, my Bitcoin Twitter doesn't look like that. Mm. And, and people always ask, how do you stay above that noise? It's because when it comes at me, I don't feed it. Mm. Right? right, just like you said earlier. Right? Because what somebody says about me is their interpretation about me, mm-hmm. right? The only, it, nothing can hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, so it's either, it's really simple. It's either right and and I need to fix me, mm-hmm. right? Or it's some crazy person that's trying to gain attention from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right. That I'm, if I feed, if I'm feeding it, it's my ego saying you hurt me. Right. Right. Okay. It's It's me saying, no, here's who I am. I'm better than everybody else. And right. I need to reach back and I need to tell you why I'm better. Uh-huh. And I, and by doing so, I explode it right. because it was all about me. Right. I just let it, it just, okay. If the, and, and it just all just 
goes away. This is so Bruce Lee of you. <laughs> just like you're like water. Like it just passes through you. <laughs> yeah. It's so cute. Um, okay. I have to ask you about this. This is, I don't even know if I can articulate this well, but I told you I read the book Flow, yep. which I think you said you've read as well. Yep. Um, I read it a long time ago, but yeah. This is a book about the nature of the flow state, which is often reported as the optimal human experience. Um, optimal in two senses, like optimal that not only is it one of the most enjoyable experiences people report having in a way that's distinct from pleasure because people do weird things to get into flow that aren't necessarily pleasurable, yep. like rock climbing and stuff like that. Also optimal in the sense that it's one of the best performances they've ever given. Like when you're in flow, like a lot of elite athletes, almost all elite athletes that are giving gold medal performances, like they'll talk about their experience after the fact, like it was just flow or I was just effortlessly doing the thing. Um, in that book, there's one section, I think in the last chapter that talks about the meaning of meaning. And I'm, I've been really into like decomposing words lately, like we did with love earlier, just to try and look through what we mean when yeah. we say these things. Yeah. Uh, obviously the meaning of meaning is a bit of a meta thing, so it's a little confusing, but um, the book lays out three definitions. One would be like the significance or importance of a thing. When we invoke the sentence, what is the meaning of life? We kind of mean that first sense of meaning. The second one is intention related. So uh, how someone expresses their in intentions through action, you know, you might say like, he means well, or I didn't mean to do that, you know, like your, your attention. So what you're really saying in the, in that one specifically, mm -hmm. we'll go to the others too, but mm -hmm. what you're saying is I trust someone and I'm going to forgive them for the thing because they must not mean that. Hmm. That's right. Right, right. That's what, that's yeah. what you're saying. You're, you, and you wouldn't give that same level to somebody you didn't know. You right. You treat the action, what they did as the intention. Yes. Yes. So yeah. we, so we measure ourselves by our actions mm -hmm. uh, or sorry, by our intentions. Yes. And we measure everyone else in the by, their, by actions. their actions, but we all err. But, but, but our, but our intent, but because we can forgive ourselves. We, we didn't mean that. Right. right? We did. And, and so it's that's almost I mean. the, the definition it, of error is it, when intention it, and action it, are divorced. Exactly. Right? We're, and we're delusional in that. Uh, it, uh, sorry, you keep going and then we'll. Okay. Just the third one is, um, a meaning of meaning is like orderly information, right? So this could be like the definition of a word. What does that word mean? Or if you get a tracking number on your package, you know, if one character is off in the tracking number. It has no meaning. Claude Shannon information theory. Exactly. So it's a very pragmatic sense of the word meaning. Okay. So my question is this, what does it say about the nature of ourselves or Bitcoin perhaps that this phenomenon, phenomenon that we call Bitcoin is basically just perfectly ordered information. Right. It's just, you can't argue like it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, it's an in, inarguable set of data, yeah. perhaps incontrovertible set of data. So it, clearly it has strong meaning for in, the, for the first time in history, for the first time in history, we've never had anything like it. Right. An unalterable database. Yeah. So it's very strong in that third sense, like orderly information. Well, Bitcoin is the most orderly information we've ever had. Yeah. Yet it seems to be invoking this other sense of the word meaning, like giving people meaning. There's a lot of significance, like as we're describing, right? Bitcoin is 
we're talking about love for sakes, and this is a, a monetary innovation. So, like, how do what so, does it say about the nature of Bitcoin or us that orderly information is creating this like significance or importance in things that aren't data or money related? Yeah. So let's so let's if you use the Dalai Lama or you use any religion or or say at that level of enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Did they need Bitcoin? No. So it was there. Yeah. They, they were there all the time. Yeah. Bitcoin didn't do it. Bitcoin, what it does through what you just said, mm. is brings that level of enlightenment to way more of society. Wow. That's what that, uh, that that's that's ultimately what it does because because you have to pre. So, so today the world would look if you just went did the today the world would work average mm. about ten hours a week to have a superior lifestyle than they have today if you had a monetary standard that couldn't be manipulated. Mm -hmm. And instead, you have a monetary standard that's being manipulated that some people are working harder and harder and harder, maybe 80 hours a week between mm -hmm. their fa uh, uh, family, um, and getting harder and harder and uh, harder to live in that. And some people aren't working at all and they're kind of mm -hmm. rent-seeking on top top of that or, or telling other people what to do on top of that, mm -hmm. uh, top of that system. And, and if you've advanced technology, eventually we will be working one hour a week, mm -hmm. half an hour a week, no, no hours a week for a superior, mm -hmm. um, su superior quality of life, yeah. quality of life than we have. And as we do that, as we make this transition for the people that really understand Bitcoin, that already exists. It's actually existing and it's, ex it's accelerating. And how that is, it's not Bitcoin price going up, it's all f prices falling against Bitcoin. Yeah. In other words, their time being more important. Yes. Their time to be able to explore these things you're exploring. Right. Because you've had the time <laughs> yes. to be able to explore yeah. them at a deeper fundamental uh, uh, basis yeah. based on truth. Right. And that's what, that's what's how it's, it'll, it'll, it'll bring the consciousness of the world up. Wow. By giving us more freedom. By giving us more freedom. Wow. Oh, that is beautiful. That ties so perfectly back into how the author of Flow defines Flow. It's like doing a thing for its own sake. So that's a, that's how I do. I remember that when when you just were talking about Flow. I remember reading it and I read it after. I used to do uh, triathlons competitively, mm -hmm. and would get to that Flow state, mm -hmm. whether it was running or swimming or, or biking, and I could remember that Flow state. Now that Flow state is is a pretty it's it's quite often whether it's meditation really or or, or it's but it but m many times during the day it just it feels like i can just turn that flow so you get into flow really like all the time wow it just feels like that that actually is what it feels that's what it feels like my life is like that's beautiful yeah and actually that's coming that's coming to everybody yes that's coming to everybody. I love how you said that, that it's always been available to us as, as was the case with the Dalai Lama or the Buddha, anyone that achieved enlightenment, but somehow we've created a networked tool that's actually instilling that in people. Yeah. And the existing one takes it away from it because yes. it wants you to reach in. So what, what you would say with all of those people mm -hmm. is they stepped out of that system and mm -hmm. they didn't give it power. Right, right, right. This is a system that brings that ability to everyone on the planet. I think that is a beautiful place to call it a <laughs> awesome. Call it a show. 
awesome. <laughs> Jeff Booth, I love you, man. This you has too, been man. an awesome conversation. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, now on Noster probably is the oh, okay. uh, best. So to find my uh, public key there, uh, it's on Twitter. Uh, it, and if it, because I'm less on Twitter these days, I'm I'm, I'm more on Noster. Um, and or jeffbooth.ca is my website. Beautiful. Thank you for doing this. Thank you.